What's up, guys? Today, we're talking about things you probably need to start fly fishing. And this is coming from coworkers. This is coming from people I know, not necessarily straight off the Instagram or the podcast. It's just people ask me random stuff about it, and I think it's just a general curiosity, but I think this would be a good thing to kind of get people kind of get people rolling in the sport and i think i've i've tried to narrow, make, keep it pretty simple for the most part but i mean generally you don't have to have the nicest stuff in the world to start this but i mean it, it does help the nicer gear does help a little bit when it comes to enjoying it a little bit more but i think these things that i've listed are going to be going to be beneficial to everybody and especially a beginner i mean this is more aimed toward a beginner beginner scale beginner when it comes to trying to figure out what they need and i, I mean if you're a seasoned veteran obviously you know what you need you know this is not a narrowed down like pro tip this is a more or less what you what what a beginner would need and if if you if you're a seasoned vet and that and you know I've missed something or something that you would prefer to have over what I've listed, shoot me shoot me a message, shoot me some information on it because I'm kind of curious myself. But number one thing would be a fly rod. I mean, for obvious reasons. I mean, you can't go fly fishing without a fly rod, and I think. There's several that there's several combo options you can have, and whenever I say combo, I mean rod, reel, line, and really, I mean from there's anything ranging from a thirty dollar Martin, Mar, Martin Marlin Marlin setup, and then you've got up to I mean Orvis has got some combo setups that are pretty expensive, honestly for. Uh, something you don't get to customize yourself but not saying they're bad i'm just saying i, I if i'm gonna spend over if i'm gonna spend over five six hundred dollars on a setup i would rather get to customize it how i want it but starting with my personal my personal list would be not necessarily in order but i do have a number one and this is not the number one though. It's a Orvis clear water fly rod, and you I would in most of these in most most scenarios if you're fishing for trout and you're only gonna have one rod, I would probably go with a five weight nine foot, and simply because you can throw streamers, you can throw dries, you can throw dry dropper, you can throw uh, indicator stuff and. I've heard people urinating on them. I, I don't do that, so I don't know. But and the Orvis Clearwater is it's on the higher end of what I would consider a combo rod being priced. I mean, it's priced at three ninety eight, and it's kind of on the high end. And but it's a fantastic rod. You'll probably fish with it for the rest of your life. It comes with a pretty decent warranty, but if that's way out of your price range on the opposite end of the spectrum you have the white river fly shops dogwood canyon and it comes in at about 79.99 and it's a it's a fantastic rod to get you started it's it's nothing 
fancy. It's It doesn't have the best fly line in the world on it, but if you're just trying to dabble in it, you're not being, you are you don't know if you're going to take it real serious or not, that's probably what I would buy. I mean, I'm not, it, yeah, it, it's, it's not, it, it's not nice. I mean, it, it's not a nice setup for most part, but I mean, it does look nice, but it's, it's going to be a very cheap fly rod. I mean, it, but it's going to get the job done. You're going to be able to catch bluegill. You're going to be able to catch trout with it. And, I mean, if you're not going to be doing this full-time or not being real serious about it, that's probably a really good option. And another one would be the Reddington Path. And that's kind of like a mid, what I would consider mid-range. And... The path comes in different setups. I mean, I think you can get it in a anywhere from a, I want to say a four weight to I think you can get it up to a ten. I could be I could be wrong. I think you can get it up to an eight for sure. But it's like I said, I for most of this stuff, I mean, unless you're chasing smallmouth particularly or saltwater, I would probably stay stay around the five weight and. I mean, for the same reasons I, I said before, I mean, it, you can use the five weight is going to be your general everything rod. And of course, somebody's going to argue with me and saying a six weight is better or four weights better, but it, I mean, it, it's just opinionated. And I mean, I, in my opinion, a five weight and the Reddington path is a fantastic little setup. I mean, it, it's nice. It's, it'll probably, it'll last you for years. And, it will kind of give you an idea of what the next step above entry level would be. And another one that rivals it, if not if it's not a little better, is a TFO NXT Black Label. I know that's a mouthful, but it's a little bit more money. It's at 269 but it, it's a fantastic setup, and TFO makes great stuff. I mean, hands down, when it comes to budget TFO does it better than anybody on the market and they they have a the sub 300 category TFO knocks everybody out of the park them and Reddington I mean Reddington makes great stuff too but both of those brands you'll not go wrong with either one and Orvis I think Orvis has a it's an encounter setup that's really good too and it's kind of like the only, I'm not a fan of it. I know a lot of people use it. I'm just not a fan of it. And I, I like, I like the Reddingtons and I like the TFOs. And I think the TFOs is a very good setup. And I've threw them. I, I did never owned one. I've threw them though. And I know how TFO is. I mean, TFO is very popular when it comes to trout fishing, fly fishing in general. And Reddington, I, I own a Reddington, and I love it. I've actually I owned a Path, but I, I don't have any more. But I, the Path is I, I liked it. It was a it was a great little setup, and especially for your entry level guy that really wants to get something a little nicer that'll last him that'll last him a little bit longer. And but my hands down favorite setup that I'm going to talk about is, and there's several different versions, it's a Reddington field kit. I don't think, I 
I personally don't think there's going to be any setup that's a combo under $400 that's going to compete with the Reddington field kit. The Reddington is about three, I think it it's priced at 375 but with that 375 you get Rio Gold Line, and you with the Trout field kit you get a Reddington Run Reel, and you get a uh, nine-foot five-weight rod. And the rod blank they use on that little setup is fantastic. I love that rod. I've got one. I still use it. I use it uh, probably every time I go trout fishing. Love it. I mean, I love the thing. And it's it's not bad priced. It's very, it's very user-friendly, let's just say. I mean, it, you're... It's not a super fast rod, so it, I, to me, it's it's more it's more versatile than anything on the list. But also, if smallmouth smallmouth is your thing, they I like how Reddington kind of simplifies it for the the guy just slowly getting into it. it they've got a a bass field kit, a trout fish kit, field kit, and a tropical saltwater field kit. And I think they've they add them. It seems like every time I Google one of these kits, it seems like they've got another one I didn't know about. So I, I think they got a cold water saltwater, cold water saltwater field kit, and it's. I know the bass comes in a seven weight, which if you're going to go after smallmouth, I would highly recommend going with a seven weight. And you can go with an eight, and if if you're wanting to dabble in the saltwater. And the bass thing, I don't think you'll go wrong with buying the tropical saltwater setup. I, I like an eight weight for smallmouth, and I like a seven weight. So I mean, it just depends on what I'm doing. I think a seven weight's a little more versatile. But um, the but if you're going to get the tropical saltwater, I'm pretty sure it comes with a behemoth reel, which is saltwater tough, and I'm sure the fish, the the guides on that rod are saltwater tough. I'm mean, I don't think Reddington's gonna set you up to fail. I just I really like that. I really like what Reddington does with those field kits, and they it's pretty high quality stuff. And I use I have those same reels on my other setups. I mean it's it's not like they're giving you crap. I mean they're they're giving you a very nice setup for. Honestly, it's a really good deal. I mean, it's a if you really total up, I mean, you got a hundred dollar line, probably fifteen dollar backing, and then you've got the reels roughly a hundred to hundred and twenty dollars. I mean, and the rod is fantastic. So I don't really know. I mean, I don't think you could build that rod for that price. Quite frankly, I mean, I don't think you could build that setup for that price, but. I think if you, I think if you go with any of those combos I gave you, I think you'll be happy. Now the, given the the White River is kind of like what I gave your budget, and then the Orvis Clearwater is kind of the top of the what I would consider top of the line when it comes to starter rods, and but the field kit, field kit the being the in the. Upper end and the better a uh, better option in my opinion on the all of them and then the Reddington Path and the TFO Black Label being your mid range. So 
I mean, all in all, I think if you just go off of that little scale, I think it will give you lead you through the right path, and hopefully you won't be cussing me in, in the future if you hate that rod. But that's hey, everybody's got their opinion on stuff. But next thing you'll need is a net, and I'm not gonna touch on this much. I mean, a net. I mean, you can get by with pretty much anything. I mean, really. But I would highly recommend getting a rubber rubber net for one it protects fish it doesn't scar them up doesn't harm them in any way it's a little easier on on them and two if you've ever got a hook in a net that's not rubber you will unless you throw barbless you will be cussing a lot and i mean you're I don't see the point in buying a net that's not rubber. I mean, it, it, there's not that much price difference. I mean, you can go on Amazon and find a rubber net for 15 bucks. You can find a very nice like I, it's an off brand, a Chinese off brand, but it's 50 bucks. I mean, it, it, it and they're carbon apparently. And you can find these things on Amazon. You don't have to have name brand when it comes to nets. You don't actually, you don't have to have, I would, the only thing you really need a name brand on is the fly rod. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it's nice, but I mean, if you're just wanting to go out and spend a bunch of money and have something that's going to last you a lifetime and have something that you're really proud of. And really a net is like a showpiece. You could either go out and buy rising brookie, and I couldn't find a definite price on those. I, I think they're around $200. I may be wrong on that, but I, I couldn't find a real good price on that. But a Or a fish pond. And a fish pond, is a to me, is my favorite net. They, are, they look cool. They're outdoorsy looking. I mean, that you're essentially buying the net for a statement piece. I mean, if you're going into higher-end nets. I mean, it's going to do the same thing as a lower-end net's going to do. It'll probably last a lot longer, but... You can buy 10 Amazon nets per one fish pond net. But at the same time, I, I it's a statement piece. I mean, if you like style and stuff, I mean, I, I think a net is part of it. But, I mean, really a net isn't – you can make it as minimal or as nice as you want. So it really doesn't matter. But this is kind of – this next thing is kind of an optional deal. I mean, I, I you don't have to have these, and I I fished for many years without them. So, and I'm especially if you're typically going fish in the summertime, you definitely I mean could go without them. But waders, White River Outfitters out of Bass Pro Shops, they make a very cheap sub one hundred dollar range waiter that will get you by. I mean, it will keep you dry. It's, you're not, they look fine. You can even get them where you don't have to buy boots. They've got boots built in. And who cares what people think? I mean, I'm, I mean, honestly, I mean, they're, they're not the prettiest things in the world. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're going to look like a professional fly fisherman, but I mean, it, who cares really i mean all you're out there for yourself you're not out there to please others and i mean you got i mean the white river outfitters i mean they do a good job about providing very 
decent stuff. I'm not going to say great stuff, but decent stuff for your for your entry level angler and I, I think they do a great job at that and a good midway brand if you will would be orvis i mean orvis has anything from 100 i, I think their lowest in waiters are like 150 dollars and then they have i mean the sky's the limit on the prices i mean i'm sure they've got a thousand dollar pair of waiters but you can buy some pretty nice waiters I think it's the clear waters that are very nice. I, I mean, for the money, you're not going to beat them. I mean, quite frankly, you're not going to beat that pair of waders for the money. And Sims has some lower-end stuff, but I, I think where Sims really, really goes above and beyond is on their higher-end stuff, where it's like seven, eight, eight hundred $800 waders and man they are nice i don't own a pair but they are i mean they're built to make you comfortable while you fish and that's one thing where you can weigh your options where you can get a cheaper waiter just because the budget doesn't allow you to buy those waiters or you can buy a higher end waiter and you i'm not going to sit here and lie i mean you're going to be more comfortable in the higher end waiters i mean they're going to fit perfectly they're going to fit how they're supposed to they're not going to be baggy they're not going to be tight in places they're not supposed to be they're they're going to conform to your body body type because of that the the sizing the size charts the different sizing they have and it's you're not gonna you're not gonna go wrong with any anything but you're mainly just trying to keep the water off of you yes but like i said higher end brands is gonna fit better but the lower end brands will get you by if you absolutely have to have waders and I fish in the Smokies several times and there's been times where I don't put my waders on I mean I, I rock hop I mean I can I can stay pretty dang dry and just maybe just get my feet wet by just hiking up I mean the creeks are very small so I mean you're not really having to get in the middle of the water and if you do that most of the time you're just gonna spook fish anyway but, like I said, it, it just depends on where you're fishing, what time of year you're fishing, and whether or not you want to be wet or not. I mean, Chaco's is probably the best waiter there, wet waiter there is. I mean, you're, you're going to get soaked, but, man, I mean, I've fished, a, I've caught a bunch of fish with a pair of Chaco's on. And that's all, I mean, that's really all you need. I mean, you can use water shoes, whatever. I mean, you can go to Walmart and go to get a $5 pair of water shoes and, probably you're going to do the same thing as I, I can do in waders as long as you can stand the cold or stand the stand being wet but I I think the last thing you'll definitely need is flies and really this is more more or less trout fishing than than it is what I'm about to say it, than smallmouth or saltwater is these flies on the list are they're kind of generic if you will because you really need to go out and you need to learn how to like match the hatch of what's what's hatching that day whether it be blueing olives uh caddis stone flies mayflies so on and so forth i mean you you really need to learn how to match the hatch and what their fish are eating and that's something i struggle with 
also because I, I like to throw streamers and I just, I mean, I, I, I just like to throw streamers. I mean, it just is what it is. But <laughs> I know I'm going to get a lot of judgment on this, but I think squirmy worms. And I think this is a very key fly to have as a beginner. And I, I still use them. I mean, there's, they work. I mean, they straight up work. And I, I think squirmy worms are a key because it really, it gets you out there. You don't have to worry about matching the hatch. You, you can just throw these out. And most of the time, as a, as, especially as a beginner, you're going to be fishing in a lot of stalker streams if you live in the southeast like I do. And it really, I mean, they eat these freaking squirmies up. And I'm sure even out, I've never fished Missouri or nothing like, or the Missouri. And I'm sure they eat squirmy worms too. I, I, I don't know. But, and I, it, it's a very easy fly that you can actually, that you can actually, get fish to bite and you don't have to overthink anything i mean it's just there and but if you're wanting to get into it uh the number two would be a holy grail and you can look them up just google just google a holy grail to me that's a nymph that's going to look like pretty much anything that floats through the water i mean the exception of a few bugs but i think a holy grail will look like Anything in the, that's floating through the water bug-wise. And it's a very buggy, very insect-looking fly. I mean, just straight up, it looks like a freaking bug. And But woolly booger, you got to have a woolly booger. I mean, olive and black is probably what I would buy. I mean, I, I've caught them a lot, but I would, I would say uh, olive and black would be your two main colors. And... There's a stream near the house we've caught them on purple before too, but that's rare. I haven't like just worn them out on purple. Stonefly patterns like uh, rubber legs or uh, something like that. I mean, I, I mean, stonefly nymphs of some sort. You know, I mean, it just, I mean, they always yeah, pats rubber legs too, man. It, I mean, they always eat the stupid thing. I mean it. It seems like you can throw one of those any time of year and they're going to eat it. And maybe I, I've got better luck with it than some people do because I've seen some people dog those things on on uh, Instagram and Facebook. But, man, those things are freaking awesome. But, yeah, a midge, I mean, and that's another, another thing. If you're trying to get into tying, a midge is like your entry-level fly, in my opinion. I mean, you can you – can, work on different things with a midge but a zebra midge is a very good fly to have in your box i mean anywhere from a size 22 to i probably wouldn't go any i don't know about a 16 maybe i don't, I don't know but I, I midges are if you don't know what i'm talking about it's it's pretty much thread on a hook i mean it looks like thread with a bead and it's pretty much what it is and they if you they can look like anything, Tom, in any color, buy them in any color. I think red, olive, and black is generally what I keep in my box. I've got some chartreuse, actually, too. I, I tied up. I thought they looked pretty good. I've never fished with them, but and but they they catch fish. And a uh, 
for a dry fly, I mean, I would elk hair caddis and uh, chubby Chernobyl. I mean, your your chubby's going to look that you can make them, depending on the colors you buy, you can make them match a lot of bigger bugs on the water. And that's a, to me, that's a dry fly that you don't only can, you can't only use it for trout, you can use it for bass, you can use it for bluegill, you can use it for crappie, and then you can use it for a, a number of different species and do very well on it, especially bed fishing. And which some people frown upon, which is your opinion, but I, I don't. And, um, but, yeah, elk hair caddis, I mean, that's a that's pretty pretty good one, but any kind of caddis pattern, I mean, dry flies, yellow sallies are decent, but I, I think you just stick with squirmy worms, holy grails, woolly boogers, stone flies, midges, and some sort of caddis pattern. I think you'll you'll generally cover everything you'll run into, for the most part. I mean, everything I run into. But as far as smallmouth, I know some people don't have access to trout streams. I barely do. And smallmouth is personally what I like to catch on the fly rod. And that's what I'm better at. And I, I like, I mean, number one being an olive zonker. And any kind of zonker strip style fly in olive, I will have that tied on every time I go fishing. And depending on the watercolor, you can go with black and you can go with white and go with olive. But those three colors really will cover any water conditions you you really will see. And but I being on the Tennessee River, I don't get like super clear water. But it's not all the time muddy. So olive is pretty much a general color that I've always fished with. And that's going with bass bass style stuff or fly fishing stuff. I mean, that's, I mean, olive zonker is probably my go-to. Or any, early in the spring, you can fish a crawfish pattern. Any kind of crawfish pattern, I think, I know, uh, the company that makes Game Changers, they they have a really cool crawfish pattern that just came out, and it looks legit. I mean, it looks like a crawfish. Now, you, it's pretty high. It's an expensive fly, but it, it, it looks pretty legit. I mean, it's awesome. And then um, a Clouser, Clouser Minnow, and you can tie them or buy them. Uh, it, being a beginner, I, I would probably be buying them. But if you want to experiment with tying, that's that's your business. That's I, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Um, but Clouser, Clouser and Chartreuse and white, blue and white, and I've even tied them solid or I've tied them. I've never bought them like this. I've tied them in solid olive, like an olive bucktail. And they they do pretty good. I, I've only fished them in a handful of times. I've actually never smallmouth fished with the olive ones, but I've caught some largemouth on them in, in ponds and stuff. And if that's and they generally work pretty good. And they'll mimic a lot of bait fish, like pretty much any kind of bait fish out there. You can mimic with one. And 
another really uh, another must-have fly for smallmouth would be a game changer. My box, my smallmouth box, has a whole side of the. It's a a big box, and it has a whole side dedicated to game changers. I have tied about every color of game changer I could think of, and I've even went as far as coloring them with sharpies, trying to get them to look like stuff. And you can you can get different types of game changers. I personally like the finesse game changers. I mean, they make feather changers and they make a few different versions, but I, the finesse changers are probably the best ones in my opinion. And this fly, I'm about to say, gets a lot of hate and a lot of love. It You either love it or hate it, and I'm not a fan. I'm not the biggest fan in the world of it, but I think I would be crucified, so to speak. I think I'd be crucified to say not to have it on the list would be a popper. I don't like them. I don't like fishing them, but there is a lot of success with a popper. I don't enjoy anything. I don't enjoy fishing. I won't fish, but I will say poppers catch fish. I've got a couple in my box. I know somebody's going to go back on my Instagram post and say, well, you got, you got poppers in your box. Well, I do. But if you notice, they're very shiny, and they are not used much at all. I personally don't like them, but it's not. this is to help a beginner out, and I they do straight-up catch fish. I mean, they catch fish, especially in ponds. If you fish ponds a lot, poppers catch fish. Throw a popper. Don't worry about anything else. Throw a stinking popper, and you will catch a fish on your fly rod. And I would be, all these fly rods and I, that I've listed will work and because they all come with floating line. I don't know of any that come with a sink tip line, so, but you might want to check on that. And, but if I was just going to be pond fishing, I would probably, I'd probably just uh, buy five weight. Because I don't, I mean, I know there's big fish in ponds, but generally you're you're not going to be catching huge fish. So, but I, I hope that helps somebody. I, I don't know if it'll help anybody, but I hope what I said will help you get started in the fly fishing world. And maybe, just maybe, you'll catch fish the first time you go out. Because if you're anything like me, it took me probably, well, I started fly fishing in high school. I kind of got out of it, and I used to just do ponds and little small trout fishing trips here and there, so I wasn't real serious into it. I got back out, I got back into it probably four or five years ago, and of course I've, I've traditional bass fished like on gear my whole life. I've never quit that, but i Got back into fly fishing about four or five, six years ago, and man, I the it seemed like the first four trips I took, I didn't catch a single fish. There's people all around me catching fish, I didn't catch nothing. So, don't look around you, don't let 
the old man down the stream make you look bad or make you feel bad about buying your fly fishing stuff because trust me you will catch fish you will at some point hook up and it will be the best thing in the world and you're going to want to scream to the heavens but you do not get discouraged i mean the, the biggest thing is that the more you go the better you get at it and i'm no pro i'm no expert i'm just a guy with an opinion and i try to be real with people and i hope this was really helpful to you and i hope that if anything happens i, I hope you have fun with it you know i mean i hope I hope you just go out there and have a blast. I hope you go out there and catch 200 fish the first time you go. Not saying it's going to happen, but it'd be great if it does. But I appreciate it. Give me a like and a follow. Share this podcast with everybody and help us grow. Help help me grow. And I, I really appreciate everything all everybody does. And thanks for blowing my Instagram up about every day. And it, it really does help. I don't have many followers yet, but it really, I mean, it, it does keep motivation happening so i appreciate it have a good one take it easy